time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got co-host Brian Falconer in the studio. How you doing today, Brian? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Well, it's been the Christmas holiday. It's been a good <laughs> week with family. How was yours? Hey, man, it was a blessing. It truly was a blessing. We we enjoyed ourselves. Truly good. Did. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I got to go out of town and see my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, his wife, nephews and nieces and all that good stuff. Had a great time, but I'll tell you what, there's nothing like coming back home. Oh, nothing. Sleep in your own bed. Most definitely. It's just nice to get back in your own bed. You know what I mean? It's that comfort zone, bro. That comfort zone. Yeah, it really is. So anyway, let's get right to it. What are you smoking tonight? Hey, tonight I'm smoking an Espinosa Habano. Oh, you know, that was number 11 on the top 25. We talked about that during the interview. Great smoke. Man, this is a great smoke. Spicy sweet peppers man with them notes of cedar dude this is a home run man yeah and i'm a fan of the espinosa line in general uh-huh. we, we in fact we smoked the comfortably sure numb did. volume two last week yes yeah, sir good I smokes want, i really want to thank big tony for this man i really do oh yeah <clears throat> let's see and then uh i'm smoking the Hiram and solomon traveling man perfect stick bro. good stick man i haven't had one of these in a while Look how that how how nice that's burning. Like you say, a stack of dimes. It is bro. really a stack nice. of dimes. And so, give me one second. I got to take a couple of puffs. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect, man. There's some good sticks tonight. We can handle this. I hear you. So let's jump right in with McAuliffe. You know, they're our sponsors, and okay. we're very appreciative of them. Most definitely. And I just want to say, I had the opportunity to go over to Pop Safari. And hang out with Amanda McAuliffe, Dan Thompson, and Al Roman also met us over there. And we just got to hang out and smoke cigars, drink espresso. And so it was just a really nice evening to hang out with those guys. So we want to say thank you to the McAuliffe family, the company, the whole team over there. Uh, It's been a great partnership with you guys. And we just appreciate the sponsorship. They make such a great line of cigars. Mm, Most definitely. to 42 and hit every part of your palate that's right and so i mean they have a cigar literally for everyone <laughs> for literally yes sir yes so sir. i know we say that every week but it's it's like dude i mean there's and I, I can't remember exactly but i think they have 13 cigars in their line yeah i think that's about right 13 yeah, or 14 yeah. and from four to 42 and hits everything, man. If it's not rocket science, they 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 take care of the people. They listen to us, and it hits. I mean, from the medallia to the ladea to the torcedor. Well, the you know, it's dollar. funny that you say that because when we were over there at the lounge, uh-huh. you know, I like to try lots of cigars. But Dan said, "Go in and pick me something out in the humidor." Uh uh-uh. And they only had two sticks left in the box of the LFD Chapter Two. Mm. And you know, I'm a fan. Yeah. And so I brought those out. We smoked them, dude. Halfway through. My cigar was tunnel burning so bad that I just put it down. I went in the humidor and immediately picked up a guess what? Medallion. Yeah. And it was the Corona. No, it was the Toro. It was the Toro. It was the Toro. But I was like, 
you know, I'm, I'm disappointed because I go in there to pick out a special cigar yeah. for someone, yeah. and the quality control lets me down. And then you go to the Old Faithful, and it's just perfect Every all time. the way yeah. through. Yeah. And then I'll tell you, uh, then I also picked up a Hiram Solomon uh, Shriner, Ooh. and Ooh. then I picked up a new cigar, uh-huh. and I mean... Even after Dan and Amanda left, me and Al hung out, and we okay. closed the place down. I think I smoked six cigars while I was there. But anyway, we just want to say thank you to the McCalla family. Yes. You guys yes. are just a blessing for us to be a part of your team. Mm-hmm. And so we just wanted to say thank you. And then also, we've got our pick six, as always, coming up. So are you ready for yours? Yeah, I'm All right. Well, ready. lay me uh, your first three down. First one was Aviva La Vida Toro. Oh, where did you get that? Hey, I have friends, man. you got man. sources. I have friends. That's, that's, a, that's a special smoke. And when I say it was a special smoke, you took the words right out of my mouth, bro. I enjoyed every inch of that stick, man. Ab- absolutely, oh, man. That's one of my man. favorites. You might not. You may have something to say about my second one, but it was a Gurkha War Pig. You know what? I don't have <laughs> nothing to say about that. <laughs> hey, let man, me, I let enjoyed. Me, let me tell you I something. enjoyed that. Let, statement. let me tell you something's funny. What's that? So you know, not long ago, I started a page on Facebook. Yes, I called know. the Bad Cigar Reviews. Yes, I know. <laughs> and so someone said, "Well, what are we supposed to do on this page?" And I said. You know, I'm not trying to knock on companies, but if you have consistent problems with cigars, post them so we know. Tell the truth. And someone said, so post pictures of bad cigars? And I was like, exactly. Exactly. And another guy said, oh, so it's a Gurkha page? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this one was not one to be on that page. You know what? I I do know that they have some good cigars. But here's the thing. I think that their cigar line is so big it probably has a million cigars so out of a million you know you gotta hit the average yeah even a sal pig can find an acre in every now and then so i'm not a big fan of gurkha but you know i've smoked some of their good sticks Mm -hmm. and they do have some good sticks they do i think that just because their line is so big, there's no way that the quality control can be there for the whole line. I understand. That's just my own theory. Well, this one wasn't one of those that you have to worry about. I got my, you. My number three, I finally smoked my Warfighter Victory Cigar. Really? Yes. Really? I had been holding it for a long time. I know time. you have, man. <laughs> How long you had that? It's been, what, four four or five months wow wow you got discipline yeah i had to man i said i don't have that kind of discipline (laughs) i don't have a cigar over four weeks in my humidor can't do it Well, I held on. When I start putting new cigars in my humidor, then the old ones come to the the front. The old one comes to the front. So, (laughs) no, that one got pushed to the back and it stayed back there. And I happened to. How was it? It was great, man. It was on Christmas. Oh, Uh, nice. I sat down. I said, I want something great. And I looked through my humidor and I said, oh, yeah, perfect timing. Perfect timing. That's good, man. That's all three of yours. Yeah. That's my three this week. All right, man. So, turning to my three, I had. Well, actually, it's funny because, you know, the pipe fool yeah <laughs> he sends me a picture last night and he's like dude you got to try this cigar and it was the espinosa war zone oh. <laughs> and i so i sent tony a message before he came down last night uh-huh. and i said hey man i heard this is a really good stick can you hook me up he's like yeah i'll see what i can do 
So anyway, he brings me one, and I smoked it today. And, uh, dude, it was really good. Okay. okay. And so that's on my list. Uh, I tell you what, it was a definite, like, medium, maybe a little bit medium mm-hmm. plus. Smooth as silk. Okay. I, I mean, you. the retro hell gotcha. was like... Just enough burn to let you know it's there, but so smooth <laughs> that, that you was, could do multiple retro I got you. I It was got really you. a nice I got smoke. You. And then uh, number two on my list this week is actually the Hireman Solomon Shriner, and that's the one I had the other night over at Pops. You can never fail with Hireman Solomon. Yeah, it's right. such a great stick. Yes. And in fact, I turned Al Roman onto one. He had never oh, had one. Cool. And he was super impressed. Great stick. And we were drinking uh, espresso. And then, of course, Al had to pull it. Uh, Al Roman had to pull out a uh, flask and put us some rum in our espresso. Oh, okay. But that was good stuff. So it it went better. Yes. It went better. And then number three, I actually had it pops as well, and it's a cigar I've never had, and I can't even remember if I've ever heard of it. Okay. What's that? But, you know, I've been on a kick of trying to smoke Smoke. as many new cigars as possible. Yes, we are. So it was the uh, subline cigar for real yeah and you know after i smoked it i was like wow that was really good so i looked it up Uh sure enough it was in the top 25 in 2015 oh that's cool and it had several 93 ratings from Uh different cigar reviewers Uh so i was like wow yeah i don't know why i never heard of this cigar (laughs) but you know a lot of the cigars you may not have heard of aren't available in your area that's true you know we know that we have a ton of cigars Mm -hmm. but there's I mean, multiply that times 10. Yeah, and you still got more yeah, that, are, yeah. that are out there that we don't know. I love Jay because he takes care of us, and he tries to keep you know new cigars coming in, new taste and everything, so we can try. But just like you said, it's immense. You never, you never smoke every cigar that's ever made. You oh. It, it, it's, it's impossible. You know what? What's that? I'm going to die trying. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel hey, you. So, hey, we got Big Tony coming up next. So, you want if you haven't lit up a cigar yet, you're going to want to light up a cigar, kick back, and relax Most because good. it's a long interview. And I'll tell you this it's a great interview. Tony, if you want to hear someone talk, you just sit down. You don't even have to say anything. Tony (laughs) will cover all the talking for you. He's got a lot of great stories. He's a great guy. So light one up. We'll be right back after the break. All right, guys, we got big Tony in the house. How you doing today, Tony? I am good, Mr. Jones. How are you, sir? Man, I am fantastic. I just lit up a cigar that uh, Tony brought me, and it's called the War Zone from Espinosa. A good friend of mine, we know him as Pipe Fool, actually sent me a picture of this cigar and requested it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to see if I can find one. And Big Tony surprised me and brought me one today. So thank you, sir. It, it is my pleasure, sir. It is my pleasure. Rob Jones has always been a friend to the brand. It, it uh, was not a uh, chore at all, sir, to do that for you. Well, I'll tell you what. I've only had probably two, three puffs off of it, and so far I understand why he told me to try to get one of these. Very nice. Yes, yes. It reminds me <clears throat> of a very traditional old-school feel. You know what I mean? It's except uh, except the construction's way better than old-school. 
It uh, there was a lot of work that went into this. It was a very uh, very skilled project by uh, Eric Espinosa and Justin Andrews of General. It was a collaboration between Espinosa and General Cigars. Oh, really? Now uh, General is handling the distribution on this, so this is why it's uh, it's not really readily available to me. I actually have to go out and actually purchase these cigars. Well, thank you. But hey, it's okay. I mean, it's cool. You know, Jack uh, Jack and I we. Uh, we loved promoting it, and we actually unveiled it and uh, launched it at uh, La Zona Palooza back uh, at the early part of November in Miami. Oh, you know, La Zona Palooza is like a big uh, uh, yearly event that we do in Miami for all the people that do media post and everything for uh, Espinosa Cigars. Uh, so it's it's a chance to uh, to give back to the Espinosa smokers uh, and people that post our cigars. And uh, it uh, it really was a great thing. We handed out samples there. Justin Andrews was there, uh, and uh, the the gentleman uh, his name escapes my mind right now, but the gentleman that actually did the purchasing of the leaf uh, was there and talked about uh, everything he had to go to or go through in Cameroon. It's a genuine Cameroon wrapper. It's not really? Indonesian. So this is genuine Cameroon, brother. I mean, wow. it's not, it, this is legit stuff, man. So, but uh, everything that he had to go through, and there was some stuff he went through, you know. I mean, he, you know, you go over there to the continent of Africa, man, and you can run into some, you know, you can run into some hairy situations because when you're general cigars, mm-hmm. you go everywhere to get what you want is what I I found out. What I what I learned from his his speech and, you know, when he was telling us about you know, where they go to get stuff and everything. Right. Those guys go, they go where they want. They to go anywhere. To. That's right, man. So when Eric uh, and Justin uh, came together for this project, I think that was one of the things they really wanted to utilize, you know, the resources. So uh, it was really received very well. I mean, everybody that smoked it, has just said nothing but positive things about it that's great man because uh, it really i've only smoked a few puffs into it and i tell you what the the retro hell is very nice it's it's got that little kick to it mm-hmm. but it's very smooth okay i mean it's like all the way through it's smooth and then just as you're finishing it you're like oh there's a little kick there so you let you bit, know you're smoking it bit, yeah. yeah i've heard the same thing you know i've heard the same thing people have said uh i've heard sweetness out of it because you know some people said uh they get a, a sweetness taste out of the wrapper now it's a very thin wrapper yes it is uh, you know but uh you know very uh so you know i'm not a a skilled uh cigar roller by any means so are you an unskilled roller i am an unskilled all right because right. so, so, that, that beats me i have seen it done thousands of times you know over and over again and it still boggles my mind how these guys and or men and women, you know, can do these things with with such accuracy. I mean, yeah, it's 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 it's, a, an, it's art an art, form. it's a skill, it's a talent. I mean, those three things into one. You got to have all three to one be of, able to do that. One of my best friends in the industry is Noel Rojas, and he has taught me so much about this. But he has taught me the difference between like a Nicaraguan style. Did I say that right? Nicaraguan style roll and a Cuban style roll. So there is some difference there. And he's, you know, shown me the difference. But I, I will share one experience 
That was a very bad experience. Now, I had a cigar. When I was in my early days of repping and I was brokering, and I'm not going to say the brand, but it was, a, it was a smaller brand that I had just kind of taken on. Because, you know, when you're brokering, you take on brands that you really don't know much about, especially yeah. when it's early in your, in your career and you, you, you don't know really what's going on. You're kind of taking stuff as, as, it, as it comes to you. I had a retailer say, man, you know, this, this isn't smoking too well. And, man, this guy <laughs> took this cigar while it was still lit. He took a razor blade and he cut it open and he dissected the roll like and he pulled it apart. And I could even tell that this thing was not rolled right. It was not rolled properly. Uh. I had not seen the way it was rolled together and it was put together. You could tell it was just smashed together. And I and it was the most embarrassing moment of. Like yeah, because it kind of represents oh you at the same gosh. time. And and I just remember, and I remember calling the guy that was the national sales rep for this company and saying, hey, you know, this this happened to me. And I I didn't know what to say. And I said, well, you know, you, you got a point. And I, I, I and at that point, I remember just kind of saying, well, you know, why don't we why don't we talk in a couple of weeks? And I kind of backpedaled my way out of the shop and. And now there was other brands that I had yeah. that he was very interested in. We ended up doing business. But, you know, that one brand uh, has struggled since then. And, and I, you know, but they have done well with other people, you know. Sure. But, and I think it was the situation of inconsistent rollers. Well, and that could be because that one cigar mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, what would you say uh represent, represent the, the entire, entire yeah. company so i mean it might have had a a worker come in that was hung over one day I, you know, you know? And, and that could very well be but you know one thing that i have learned from espinosa and uh, eric espinosa in particular consistency is the key i mean that guy is a perfectionist he will not do anything if it is not done. 100%. Well, and I mean, right. that's the that's the U.S. market in general is the consumers expect perfection on every stick. I know I do, exactly. but at the same time, I know that there's going to be cigars out there that doesn't meet those expectations. Mm -hmm. And what I say is, put it out and move on. Exactly. I don't have time to smoke bad cigars, so. You know, even though I would like to say I would love every single cigar to be perfect, I also know out of reality that's not the case. I will say this. I haven't had a bad cigar out of a handful of companies so far, and Espinosa is in that group. There are so many elements that go into the situation of a person trying a cigar, whether it be a cigar lounge or cigar bar shop owner. Uh, consumer, smoker, uh, aficionado, however you want to title it. But if they have a bad experience and they look at that band and they say... They brand the brand. That is it. Yeah. That is it. And it's just like in any other experience as a consumer throughout throughout anyone's life. Okay. They're going to go and they're going to tell 10 people about a bad experience. Oh, absolutely. A good experience. So what you have to do is you have to make sure that everything's done right, man. Well, let me let me tell you about this. You probably don't even know this, but on Facebook, you know, there's tons of cigar groups. I'm the only one that has a 
bad review or a cigar of a bad review page. Cause you know, everybody has great review pages. Mm-hmm. I have one that's bad cigar review <laughs> and it's not to uh, punish any companies, but it's to see if there's trends. You know what I mean? I got you. If you have one or two bad cigars, and I've posted a picture of a Alec Bradley Rare and Fine, which is a fantastic cigar, but it blew up on me. So I posted that, and so I went in to explain. I had this exact same cigar yesterday, and it was fantastic. So I'm not knocking the brand. I'm just saying, let's keep an eye on it and see if there's a pattern here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm not there to knock the company. I just want to be able to say, you know, if we see a whole slew of, say, Rob Jones cigars out there that are all blowing up on you, then we have a problem. Well, let's go ahead and get started. We kind of got off on a sidetrack right off the bat about uh, things that I didn't know we were going to talk about, but that's know, how right? hey, that's how we roll around here. That's it. So, Big Tony's come down to from Fort Worth, or Dallas, actually. And uh, he's hanging out here at the studio. He brought me cigar. He's smoking. Tell us what you're smoking. Uh, I am smoking the uh, just uh, named number 11 cigar of the year by a cigar aficionado, the uh, Espinosa Habano, which is a medium-grade cigar. It is a Nicaraguan Habano. We do great with this cigar in the marketplace. It has a great price point. Yeah, I've had uh, those. You know, and uh, we are so proud of this accomplishment. You know, we were, like I said, named number 11 in Cigar Aficionado. Uh, it uh, it rated a 93 uh, earlier in the year uh, in the uh, September issue. Uh, the issue uh, of Cigar Aficionado that had Kurt Russell on the front cover. So... I, I kind of like to say we're in uh, we're in company with uh, you know Kurt Russell man yeah so whatever yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but, you know what but, though here's my thing I don't even think they should do celebrities on the covers you know what I want to see Big Tony on the cover hey you know I, I, I'm I'm up for it I guess you know but uh, you, you know, know what I mean let's put some uh, people who are actually in the cigar community <laughs> instead of these celebrities you know there there is there are pieces uh, in it, every once in a while that they do about cigar brands and then they do feature reps here and there uh i remember uh, i want to see big tony's face on the cover oh man you know, i don't know about that bro i don't think too many issues but i think there'd be some issues sent back you know nah. so, but but uh you know no did my, i think my no you're good did. did it yeah no i hear you good okay so or my, my headphones. oh your headphones went out yeah, how about that is that better yeah yeah here okay. we go so anyway uh but you know i um uh, you know, I, as far as like doing stuff like press and stuff like that, it's it's kind of something that's it is fun to do. It's fun to to kind of pop up on stuff like you know when you told me you wanted to you know to get together and do the interview, yeah. and I was really like hyped about it, and could, because you know your show you've really interviewed some really highbrow people and stuff like that, and you've had, and I think your show is really blossoming. I think your show is really. And it's really hit a really high level, and you're on Spotify. Well, I appreciate and that, man. And and I mean, you really do it for the passion, and I, I think your show is getting bigger and better. Uh, I don't really think, uh, you know, like I, you know, I'm just a rep, you know, and and I. No, 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 I, no! You're not just a rep. <laughs> you are a rep. Well, you know, I I've been fortunate enough to to work under some good people, man. Jack Tarano and Eric Espinosa have really taken me under their wing and have shown me some great things. Jack Tarano really has has uh, guided me through some some landmines and has 
has showed me some different concepts of, of going about. Uh, Isn't it great when someone with that much experience can help you miss some of the potholes? He, You know, it, it really is. Uh, you know, working with Jack, uh, you know, if you would have told me a year ago that I was going to be in this position working with Jack Toronto, you know, I would have said, wow, well, you know, tell me more, Swami. You know, like, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, this was something that I was, I was wishing for uh, last year because I was still brokering. And the uh, the my main brand, I was working for a company called Marrero, and it was owned by a guy named Joel Marrero Vasquez, you know, out of uh, out of the Tampa area. Great guy. Great guy, man. I mean, the, and I'll always be indebted to Joel Marrero because he really kind of uh, he kind of gave me my first job as a rep, as a broker. OK, uh, you know, and he, he showed me uh, uh, he showed me some good ways of also of dealing with with retailers also. But uh you know, Joel was, he was a small company and he now has since moved into the role of manufacturer. Oh, okay. He started a factory down in the Dominican. So his focus was shifting more towards building his factory. So the brand was kind of suffering a little because his focus was elsewhere. And sure. I even asked him, I said, Joel, you know, would you allow me to take over and go and like start working with the Costa Rican people, you know, because that's where his cigars came out of Costa Rica. Okay. And he was like, well, you know, I, I don't know if that's a good idea. And, and I think it was just because he couldn't oversee it. Sure. And he couldn't like, he wasn't able to take me down there and introduce me and stuff. And so we were really kind of in a standstill. So I was really kind of, you know, kind of financially hurting me. And, and really what saved my, my day back then was really working with Noel Rojas. I was still kind of, working with him and the DFW cigar roller thing and, and, uh, you know, doing some cutting lights. And I was really, yeah. Kind of, Cause that's how I met you yeah. was through the, the rolling. Mm -hmm. What were they called? They were called DFW cigar rollers. Yeah. And, and they have a bunch of pretty girls that know how to roll cigars. And you know, the thing is what I would do is, is, you know, I would just basically go and do kind of like the, kind of like what I call the dog and pony show with, you know, with, when you're, you know, you have these occasions, Hey, how we doing guys, you know, we come over here and try this. And you know, you, you kind of, you know, you kind of just hype it up. And you're and, doing it at like events that are not exactly. considered to be like cigar events, exactly. but like, just like Man, sporting we, events. Or, <laughs> when you're a cigar roller, you take events anywhere. Right. You'll go to weddings. You'll go to yeah. birthday parties. You know, so uh, it's a different kind of crowd than is. what you're used it to is. at the cigar. You end. are getting questions about everything from, <laughs> hey, you know, what about Cubans? And, you oh, know, uh, you know, the old, you know, the and that. And, you know, the thing is, really, what you have to do is you have to kind of put a different hat on at that point. Sure. And you're talking to them about this and that. And it leads to other stuff. You know, you start you want to have fun with them. You start talking. Sports. So did you see that as an opportunity to bring in? people to the cigar community that might you, not otherwise you, know you would you would and here's the thing what you would do is you would start talking to them about cigars because what it was an opportunity to tell people you know this isn't as complicated as you think right because a lot of people want to try cigars but they're intimidated very and they don't want to go into a shop and seem like they don't know what they're doing and i would always tell them you know it's not uh <clears throat> you know it's not rocket science man you know uh, no, no dig on Omar over at uh, Fratello, you know, because right. he is a rocket scientist. So, right. But, but anyway, uh, and he's a good guy also. But, you know, it, it is just something that is really something you, you can try. You can embrace as much as you want to or as little as you want to. 
it's not something that you have to go in there and be totally educated about. You can learn as little about it as you want or as much as you want. Right. You know, you know, uh, and, and there's no right way or wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. I know guys that don't know. I would say like if you're on a scale of one to 10, they know number one about cigars and they're happy with that. And you know what? More power to them. And then I know guys that are that number 10 and a half that blow me out of the water and I'm like more power to you. That's not me. You know what I mean? I love the community more than I love the knowledge of cigars. I, uh, you know, everybody, you know, I, I get razzed about it all the time by my, my fellow reps, you know, but everybody knows the way I end my videos. Just smoke it, baby. Now, what? And I is, love that. You, you explain know. that to me. Let's say, let's explain that to everyone. Okay. What just smoke it, baby, means is at the end of the day, whether you've had a good day or a bad day, whatever your stress level, you know, you whatever personal problems, work problems, whatever. You know, you you can talk binder, you can talk filler, you can whatever you want to do. You, you, you can talk Maduro, you can talk Connecticut, Habano, whatever you want to do. But you know, at the end of the day, you just want to enjoy the cigar. Amen. You know what you want to do? Amen. You just want to smoke it, baby. That's it. I love just that. And, you know, whether you're smoking a Kentucky Fire Cured, a Partagas Black, a Espinosa, you know, it doesn't matter. Just smoke it, baby. If it's if it's what you enjoy, you know, because I, I I get frustrated with guys that are like, oh, he bought a uh, blondie. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he bought. It's premium tobacco. Smoke it up, man. Yeah, you know, my headphones are. Up. Oh, you good? Yeah, there you go. So anyway, uh, you know, it's it, it, so it's it's almost appropriate that we were, we're talking about the number eleven that we just got. Because there were other guys throughout the industry that were posting their top 10, their top 25, and stuff like that. And then some people were chiming in, either giving him a hard time or, you know, or agreeing with them or, or whatever. And it happened all over Facebook. Sure, sure. And so anyway, you know, my thing was I chimed in on just one of them. And uh, he's a good buddy of mine. It's hard, and, not, you know, it's hard not to chime and, in sometimes. And, you know, the thing is... <laughs> You know, it's a, well, I chimed in on another one also, but it was just kind of like razzing a, a good little buddy of mine over in Lafayette, my, I got my buddy you. Ethan Matthews, you know, and just, but you know, he's a good kid and, and I, I love Ethan, man. He's a good dude over at Cigar Merchant in Lafayette. Anytime you're in the area, you got to go see Ethan. So, but there was one and, and I was like, you know, you know, and, and back and forth and everything. And I was just like, you know, it doesn't really matter what, what everybody's, kicking for it back and and we all have opinions and and i value everyone's opinion but you know at the end of the day it's it's just what you want to smoke and what you like the number one rule of everybody's list everybody's top 25 or top 10 or however you want to define it it's what you want to smoke and it's it's what what you enjoy you know jack has said all the time you know he tells me Hey, you know, he loves pizza, but he can't smoke pizza or he can't eat pizza every day. <laughs> right, you know? Right. I mean, so it's not like we're gonna have that one cigar that that's all we smoke. And the reason the reason being that you don't want to be a one cigar smoker, in my opinion, mind you, in my opinion, is because you're you're taking so many other good experiences away from yourself. Is is my opinion on that. Well, and I think that I mean that's the same way I am. I can't smoke just one cigar because to me, 
I enjoy the journey. And if I'm just smoking the same cigar every time, it's not a journey. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I can't even imagine how many different cigars I've smoked over the last couple of years. I mean, it would be staggering, and I'd probably wish I had that money back. But regardless. <laughs> Don't we all, brother? You know what I mean? But for me, that's the whole experience is trying new cigars I've never smoked before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that old song to all the women I've never loved before, oh, you know. <laughs> right, Good old Willie, geez, yeah. but, You know, it it it's just it 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 goes to the old saying, "Do what you want." You know, at the end of the day, it's it's a it's to me, it's always been an activity of leisure. It's always been an activity of of, of one that you uh, that you do to relax. You know, and, and socialize. <clears throat> exactly. I mean, there's so many aspects of the cigar community because sometimes I want to come in here and smoke a cigar by myself. And sometimes I want to go down to the leaf and hang out with my brothers and smoke a cigar. There you go. It is that time that I can relax, decompress, and I can either hang out with good friends that I haven't connected with in a while, or I can come back to my smoke shed and just solidarity. There you go. You know? Yeah. So let's let's back up way back. Okay. How well? Let's go f- f- all the way back. Where are you originally from, Big Tony? Okay, man. I am an East Dallas boy. Oh, so you're born from there? Yeah, born and raised in East Dallas. I'm a Parkland baby. All That's right. right, man. Back in 1969, man, on Harry Hines Boulevard, Big Tony was hatched at Parkland Hospital. What month? June, brother. Uh, I'm older than you. June, <laughs> June 19th, brother. Hey. June 19th. Juneteenth day. So I, I March 11th, 1969. So, so you're, you got me by what? Uh, three months. Three four months. months hey. Yeah. Well, it's all right. So, man. hey, no, 1969. Is that not the best year hey, ever? Woodstock, yes, man. Yes. Woodstock with the moon landing. Dude, all that stuff. It was know. a big year. It was. I, I, you know, I look back on 69 and I was like, hey, man, you know, and it ta- I always like to say I was around for that stuff. You <laughs> That's <know>? right. Because <laughs> everything was going on back in the 60s. You know, it, it really wasn't. And I think if you were born when we were born, you got a little taste of everything, you know, because you saw the... Well, you're from the 60s. Yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? Even though it was the tail end tail of it end and of you it. were a baby, but still, you get to claim that decade. I, I remember hearing the the things like, oh, you dirty hippie and all that stuff. And I remember seeing the, the, the people uh, at the stores and I remember seeing the signs like, no shoes, no shirts, no service. <laughs> right. You know, you yeah. don't see that anymore because you used to have the hippies <laughs> right. walking around with no shoes on, you know, and, and they used to have to like, hey, you can't walk in here like that. And I, I do remember that. Yeah. I remember the things like that. I remember the things uh, when everybody had an American flag on their car. I yeah. remember all of that. I remember when everybody... When everything was closed on Sunday, I remember when you yeah, couldn't buy you couldn't buy alcohol on Sunday. Right. You know, I remember the blue law. I remember all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Know? So I think we grew up at a time when you you really uh, you got a taste of the tail end of the Ozzy Harriet days. Oh, absolutely. You know? Well, I mean, we grew up on Leave It to Beaver. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We saw the kind of life that those that generation actually exactly. had you know? even though you know it was make believe <clears throat> but that was still their goal yeah you know and we saw like the uh, the birth of, of television like the brady bunch and yeah and, and everything like that and and 
then we saw stuff like welcome back cotter and 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 three's company and stuff like and it was that was really oh, pushing the envelope oh, dude. Man. yeah yeah you know, i mean was, three's company was oh taboo boy they you know oh, that almost now how about get. how about soap oh my gosh dude oh man i still <laughs> i still think that if you were to try to put soap on the air today i don't know that they'd let that they'd well, let that fly you think know? about archie bunker show oh my gosh all there's in the no family yeah, yeah there's no way i mean they they do it now and they they do the you know they're doing that the remake of it right you know, but dude. it's but it's almost just to show you how shocking it was exactly. back exactly you know i saw a post on uh on facebook the other day and it had a picture of carol o'connor on there with you know doing the the archie bunker character holding a cigar and it and it just said on on the post you know you people couldn't handle me, you know, today. these days. Yeah. You know, these days. Yeah. You know, and he's right. Oh yeah. Know? And also and, the Jeffersons. And, oh yeah. You Mr. Know? Jefferson pulled no punches. Oh, oh, heck no, man. You know, I mean, and there were, there were words said on that right. show that, whoa, man, you could not say that stuff, you know? And, and I mean, it was just, boy, the seventies were so rich. You know what I mean? Everything. And, and, and if you think about everything that went on back then and America was in such, you know, there was a part of the 70s, man, that I remember, you know, and I say man a lot, and Jack gives me such a hard time about that. He's like, and I'm just like, you know, but I'm from the 70s, man. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so anyway, you know, but, you know, but I remember the gas lines. Oh, yeah. I remember the, the Iranian hostage situation. With Carter. And and I remember the inflation. And, and you remember with Ronald Reagan getting oh, shot my gosh. while you're at you know, school. Yeah, you know, and that was at the beginning of the 80s. And, and I remember that America was just in such a, everybody was so, like, down, man. And it, it, we were coming out of Nam and. And, you know, my first memory of, of television, of, of like newsworthy stuff, was the a, the uh, embassy evacuation uh, in Saigon, the helicopter oh, really? on top of the embassy. Uh, I don't remember the Nixon, uh, you know, the peace signs yeah, you know, as either. he was getting on the helicopter. I don't remember that. But I remember seeing Ford and the, uh, the assassination attempts, you know, when he, you remember when he, yeah. like, when they took, what, he got you know shot at like twice in like it was like something like six weeks or right something like yeah that. like oh my gosh what's going on with that so but i do remember you know major events like that and then i remember just like oh my god and i even as a kid could see wow man people are really down on this country and then i remember the satirical points made by saturday night live you know gilda radner and dan Aykroyd and john belushi oh and yeah chase and Bill Murray just ripping the politicians, you know. And if you look at our society these days, it almost mirrors what's yeah, going on. It now, really back does. Then. And you know, um, I watched a documentary not long ago on Woodstock, uh-huh. and it really made you look and say, "Things are going on now the same as they were back then." Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. With all the hippies protesting and all that, <laughs> yes. it's like it's a resemblance of what we have going on today. They just call them different things cuz they're not hippies. And you know the thing is is like older people looked at the hippies like what are they thinking? Right. What's what what's wrong with these hippies? What's in their mind? What are they, you know, and and it's like the same way like older conservative people look at these younger people and they, they call them millennials or whatever, however they're identified, you know, 
And it's it's the same it's the same type of situation. And you have protest in the streets that look. I think it know, just comes down to a generational gap. I, I think so. And and I I think you know my my whole philosophy is about this whole thing is is keep your side of the street clean. Do do well by yourself. Do well with others. Treat people with respect. You know. And I think we'll be okay. You know. I think I it, agree. I think that's know, right where you have to be. And 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 other treat people with dignity. Treat people how you want to be treated. And you know that's one of the reasons that I love the cigar community mm-hmm. so much because I think you find that just so much more than anywhere else is the respect of your your fellow cigar smoker. You got you know guys what I mean? from every walk of life sitting in chairs around shops and lounges all over the country. And you know what the common bond is? The leaf. That's right. You know? Absolutely. And that's it, man. And that's what is so great about this. And that's why I am so, so happy and I feel so fortunate every day to wake up and work in an industry that is is this, you know, that is the cigar. It's a blessing. It is. It is. You have no idea, I mean, how how thankful I am to have gotten the opportunity to land this position with Espinosa. And I, well, let's, let's back up a little bit, or I guess, fast forward from your childhood. When did you actually get into the cigar industry? Okay. I was working as a bar manager. Uh, I was at, uh, I was working for the AMC movie theaters. I was a DM for them and I was going from bar to bar just kind of overseeing the bars and, and uh, checking this and checking that and and uh, working shifts at the bars and stuff. And and I had been in, in the bar and restaurant industry for a long time, and it was kind of like my fallback position. You know, uh, I'd been in the culinary industry. I'd worked as a chef and all kinds of stuff like that. And I'd worked at the American Airlines Center running the uh, Admiral Kitchen. And, oh, nice. And, uh, you know, that was the kitchen that cooked for the suites and all that. And I coordinated with the suite runners and uh, you know, and, uh, uh, worked under the exec, the two executive chefs that ran the entire arena. Oh, wow. Well, you know, it got to a certain point, man, to where I lost my passion for culinary and I was just done. You're burnt. I I was burnt because you have to, you have to want to cook, you know, to be able to be back there and, and, you know, man, working your grill and your saute station and, and I was coordinating, you know, like I said, between and I was running the kitchen and making sure everything had that, that I had people working prep. I had people on the line and I was doing this and that. And I was coordinating with the so I was walking around the kitchen, making sure everything was OK. And every once in a while I had to step in and do this or that. But for the most part, I was done with that. And so and I was still and what happened was I had taken a, another position at uh, the Holiday Inn. And I got coaxed in. See, once you get into the restaurant industry or once there's always you, a job somewhere you, for you. <laughs> and the thing is, you take on a certain position and you get added responsibilities eventually. You know, eventually they're going to heave this on you or heave that on you. Well, the same thing happened to me at Holiday Inn, you know, and I started working for, you know, they uh, next thing you know, I'm an F&B director at the Holiday Inn. And I'm just like, oh, man, how did I, how did I get here? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know? How did they talk me into this, you know? And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this at all, you know, but, but, you know, uh, so in, in the same thing happened to me at the AMC, you know, I was just, I picked up a position close to my house. Next thing you know, I'm running seven theaters and, wow. and it's just like, I'm, 
It's like, no, man, you know. So anyway, I remembered uh, I had started smoking at Renegade Cigar Lounge. Oh, in, okay, in, nice. In yeah. Okay. So I approached Brandon Hayes and I said, hey, man, I said, are you, do you ever like need like part-time help? And, and he said, well, every once in a while, man, I do, you know. And so I, I t- he said, I tell you what, man, just leave me your info and you never know something might happen. Well, about a week later, his manager got a job offer in California. So he calls me out of the blue and says, Tony, why don't you come out, man? He goes, I, I got, because I got a, a, a sudden opening, you know, and why don't you come out and, you know, we'll, we'll talk. And we sit down and we talk. And, and I had limited cigar knowledge. I had just been a casual smoker over the years, but I had been smoking on and off since my early 20s. You know, but therefore why I'd stopped smoking for years. So anyway, I'd been back smoking for a few years and I was really getting into it a little here and there. And, and you know, I loved going to Re- Renegade and, and uh, there was a, a guy there named Vaughn and a guy named John and and they were his workers. And Brandon had just bought the place, you know, from the other owners. So I started working there like one, two nights a week. Well, next thing you know. A few months later, Brandon's got me on the schedule pretty much all week. And then I stayed there for a couple of years. And then I get a job offer to go somewhere else to another place. Okay. Uh, and a uh, guy wanted me to run the cigar lounge and he needed someone to run the bars for him. It was a chain of cigar lounges, you know, up in smoke. Oh, yeah. So I smoked at the one, I think, in Louisville. So that was the one that I ran. That okay. Was, and I, I built the new one, you know. And, um, uh, you know, closed down the old one, built the new one, and then we built the one out in Las Colinas, and then we did a renovation at the one in Little Elm. And so I was able to get some experience doing that. And and then I, I you know, I left there, you know, and it was really kind of, it just kind of, it negated out, you know, and it was just not a, it was, it wasn't. Uh, it, it blew wasn't up the, again. It wasn't the ideal situation. Now, you know, since then I've, I've talked with, with, uh, with Dan and, and, you know, we're, we've shaken hands, and it's all good, man. And, and I understand. You know, sometimes things just don't work out, but you still remain friends. Absolutely. You know, and that's the way I like to leave things. I don't like to leave things bad, you know. So Dan and I, you know, last time we talked, it was all handshakes and hugs and, you know, and wishing each other well. And so I, I feel good about that. But um, so I go to work for Jay Davis at Blue Smoke. And, and I'm also doing like, you know, stuff for Noel and, you know, I'm kind of almost kind of like a, kind of like a cigar mercenary at this point right. and just kind of, and I'm selling cigars, you know, here and there, man, to some sports bars in, in the Louisville area and the Capel area, you know, guys that want to do stuff off the cuff and, you know, you know how that kind of stuff goes. And so anyway, one day, uh, my buddy, Jeff Peters decides he's, he wants to open a place out in Rowlett. So we're. Yeah, just kind of putting the place together. And he's he says, hey, man, I got a guy coming in today. He's going to pitch his cigars, and it's Joel Marrero. He's, and I'm just there. And he says, hey, Tony, sit in on this with me. Like, you know, so I start talking with Joel and asking him questions. And then at the end of the, the whole thing, the sales pitch, he looks at me and he says, hey, man, do you have a card? And I said, yeah, you know, and I give him my card, you know. And, uh... <clears throat> And he calls me and he says, hey, man, I need a good guy here in Texas. He goes, have you ever worked as a rep? And I'm like, no, but, you know. So anyway, that's how it all kind of came together. He, We talked and, uh, you know, we were kind of able to put things together. And 
about a month later, you know, he hands me a Ziploc bag full of cigars and a price list and right. says, go to work, man. And, and that was it. That was my training, you know, and he went out with me to a few stores here and there. And, but pretty much the, the most part, I had to figure it out myself, you know, and he talked, uh, you know, about the blends with me a little bit, you know, here and there. And, but for the most part, I mean, I, I had to. Now, you know, a lot of other reps, too. Oh, I so, yeah. Is that from my days of retail, I had I got to know all of the other reps. Right. Brian McGee, you know, and Fish and, you know, Gordon over at Rocket Patel and, you know, Albert Cisneros and, and, you know, Jerry Catrone. And, you know, Jerry Catrone's a good friend of mine. And Fish's experience and his his knowledge has always been invaluable to me. I mean, I've always reached out to him for for answers and and guys like Brian McGee and uh, you know, Brian is, Brian is just a great guy. He's always someone to look up to and to ask questions for. And, you know, Paul Costa over at uh, Oliva. I mean, these guys, they've been doing it a long time. Let me tell you time. something, man. These guys that I've mentioned, their, uh, their friendship and their camaraderie has just been invaluable to me. And, you know, I've met guys like AJ Costa and, and uh, I mean, the list goes on and on, but, you know, and then there's been new guys that come around, you know, like one of the guys that comes to mind, uh, you know, that kind of came into the game at the same time I did is uh, Guillermo over at uh, Christoph. You know, he's uh, he kind of he, he is his cigar experience kind of mirrors mine, you know, with up and smoke and everything. And he was at uh, Casa de Monte Cristo and then he went into Casa Turrent and then got the job off at Christoph. And so small brand and then went you know, to national, brand. Yeah, yeah, national now Casa Turrent since then, you know, with Edgar Hoyle, who is another great friend of mine and, and you can't say enough about, you know, uh, I mean, cause Edgar's an awesome guy. I mean, I love Edgar to death, man. I mean, he's a, a great friend of mine, and, but his career is, has taken off really well, you know, and I'm so happy for Guillermo also, you know, and so, but uh, these, all these guys, knowing these guys and being able to reach out to these guys, you know, it's it, it really is like a network of, of friends and buddies and 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 a uh, vast and information yeah. pot. You exactly. know what I mean? Because how many times have you call them, talk to these guys that have this huge amount of experience exactly. and got information from exactly. them? Exactly, and that and that's what you do. And you always <laughs> and you, you got to make sure that you avail yourself to them as well. You know, with information, if they reach out to you and say, "Hey, man, do you know anybody over at this place or that place?" You always want to make sure that you're able to return the favor, uh, you know, and, and because there's going to be times when uh, you, you're going to need their help as well. So, you know, you always want to have that uh, that kind of like that uh, kind of like that open door policy. With Absolutely. Your reps. And that's yeah. just all there is to it. You know, you always want to make sure that you're you're on a good terms with them. You always want to make sure that uh, everything's done in, in friendly ways and. And, you know, really, to be honest with you, there's a couple of guys in there that have really grown to be good friends of mine. Right. And uh, I, I consider them all friends, but there's a couple in there that, that really, to be honest with you, I mean, I mean, there's uh, friends for life, man. You know, I mean, it's it's just uh, it's just that way. I mean, it's, it's almost like having that next step of the cigar community. It is. You know what I mean? And and it, it really kind of uh, mirrors, uh, you know, the, the brand owners. If you if you start noticing, all these brand owners know each other. Oh yeah, you know they all know each other, and they and I'm sure they reach out to each other and they they uh, you know talk about this or that, you know, because you know to me negative vibes, man, they just hold you back. 
Absolutely. It's, it's, oh, man, I mean, there's one thing you just don't Well, I mean, have. even in this industry, I talk to a lot of other podcasters. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because we share information. I try to help the, the guys that are just getting started by saying, hey, make sure you don't do this or, hey, make sure you don't do that because it'll help you, you know, uh, miss that <clears throat> pothole that I stepped in. <clears throat> and so I, it's, it's the same type. And I don't know if that's how it is with all podcasters, yeah. but all the podcasters that I deal with are in the cigar community. There are things that are known about certain shops that you have to maintain certain etiquette in. Right. That is invaluable that you have to, there's a, there's a shop that comes to mind, you know, I'm not going to say the name of it or where it's located, but if you walk into this guy's humidor, do not touch anything. And every, <laughs> every rep that I talked to, which was three reps, that was the first thing that they said. Don't hey, touch. Now, when you walk into this guy's humidor, don't touch anything. You know, so I made sure and not touch anything when I walked in. And there, there's things that they will tell you. Hey, look, don't go on this day. Go on this day because, you know, he'll be there at this time. Because you, you always want to make sure there's, there's one they, thing. They know that shop's routine. Exactly. And there's one thing that Jack Tarano has always told me. Always make sure that everything you're doing is in line with the the, the betterment of your day. Like, always make sure that you're going, that you, you, you get the bang for your buck out of every trip. Make sure you're meeting with owners. Make sure you're, you're, you have your appointments lined up. Make sure you know where you're at. Make sure, you know. Yeah, because let me tell you, as, you know, I'm not a rep, but I spend enough time at the shop to know as a rep, mm -hmm. you should never just stop by unannounced yeah. when the owner's not there and leave a five pack. Yeah, exactly. That does nothing for your business. Yeah. Now, it, now, if you already have a relationship mm -hmm. and you swing by unannounced just to drop off something exactly. for the owner, that's yeah. different. That's but different. if you don't have an account with these guys. Yeah, if you're just cold calling men out of nowhere. And, and you're just, just leaving yeah. five packs. Yeah, you, you might as well just toss them in the wind, brother. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, because those things are going, you know. Now They're going to get smoked, but you you're never going to hear think, from them. You always want to think that cigars will get passed along to the owner. But being being a a smart rep you want to take that element of of uh of, of uncertainty out of the equation right and you want to make sure that you put those cigars in the owner's hands and it's all about building relationships exactly. and if you're not one on one with the owner you're not building a relationship That's right. and you know the thing is is here's the thing at, at Espinosa and working with a man like Jack Tarano you got to have your your ducks in a row when Jack Tarano asks you, hey, man, when was the last time you went there? You don't say, you know, a few weeks ago or a couple months ago. You're like on the 7th no, at 11. There you go. Jack <laughs> wants to know, hey, uh, well, Jack wants you to be able to look at your, your calendar and say, well, I went there on September 17th, you know, and I talked to so-and-so. You know, that's And that what makes you a better rep. Exactly. And see, that those are the things that Jack taught me because, see, when I was, when I was working as a broker – you know, and Jack even said, Tony, you know, you, you're used to doing things as a broker. You're, you know, what I'm going to teach you to do is do things the Espinosa way, you know. And and I think Jack, you know, with the experience that Jack has, that's what Jack Jack has taught me, the structure. Now, I still, you know, struggle with that because sure. there's times to where the day gets crazy. You're stuck in traffic. Now, I'll tell you, the monster of Texas, the monster of Texas, my brother, I will tell you this. 
the traffic of Houston. Oh, oh my goodness. I lived in Houston for 12 man. years. Now, I know all about now it. Now, my buddy, Jerry Catrone, he has it down packed, man. He can tell you, boom, 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 how to get here and there. You know, he well, knows you gotta, all you, the... you got to know the time <clears throat> schedule of traffic. Oh, my god! Once gosh. you learn that, it's not that bad there is most of the time. There is traffic 23 hours a day in, oh. in Houston, man. But so, you got to know what parts of town, which direction. You cannot go. You have to work certain parts of town right. on certain days. <laughs> right. That's it. And, you know, you have to know who you can you know who not to pop in on and who you can't you know and there's certain shops that you can just show up at and there are certain shops you better have your call in and saying two days ahead of time hey man i'm gonna be in the area i'd like to stop by and talk with even if you've been there 30 times or even if you've been there 20 times those people expect a phone call before absolutely you show up. and there's shops that you've got to go to that you know the owner's only going to be there in the morning so you better go in the morning and now don't go at nine thirty or don't go at ten thirty because he's going to the bank. So right, right around eleven, you know. Hey, because, that's you know, how that's how the leaf is. Jay has his pattern down. Exactly. I mean, he. You know, I know when he's going almost to the bathroom. You know, what I mean, he's got a schedule. <laughs> that's spooky, brother. And yeah, <laughs> like I know over. Okay, so I'll give you a good example. Brent over at the train car in Big Springs. He leaves in the afternoon to go get his kids or to go, you know, whatever he has to do right. in the afternoon. So he's there in the afternoon. From about right, 245 right. to about 430 and, to 5, and, he's not going to be and there. So he, and then he'll come back in the evening sometimes, you know. And, you know, the guys over at the Hemingway, they kind of, they go in and out. They're there sometimes, you know, you got Dustin. Now, are, oh, you, are, yeah. you, are you going out to the Hemingway this time? I'm, I am not, brother. Hey, this well, is, next time you go to the Hemingway, you let them know that I want to come do a show there. I will, man. I will pass that on. I, I want to do a Dustin, show over there. I saw Dustin my last trip. In, okay. And. I got to go back and see him my next trip out. There is a, I have uh, put together my West Texas run. And my West Texas run is Wichita, Wichita Falls to Amarillo to Lubbock, and then back down to Abilene to Big Springs to uh, Midland, Ode to uh, uh, San Angelo to Midland, Odessa. Now, and see, then out to El see, Paso. You need to be going Wichita Falls, Amarillo, Lubbock, Midland, Odessa, San Angelo, see, it's Abilene. All, it's all in there, but you know what I mean, right? The gist of it, like when yeah. I sit down with the map. Hey, but you, know what? The, you, you grew up in Dallas. Yeah. I grew up in West Texas. There you go. I know how to get wherever. Exactly. See, so, so. And it's like the first time, you know, that I came out here. Remember when you told me, you went out to Big Springs? Like, you, yeah. like, you know, went like that morning. Because I had to go out there to, to see the guys at the train car. And then I came back out, you know, and I was like, God, hey, hey, man, and speaking of the turn. speaking of the train car, isn't that just a great place? Oh, my gosh. I mean, so, we're going to do an event there later on this year. Oh, or, let or me know when and I'll try to be there. Oh, my God. You've got to come I, out. You know, man. we, we did our very like simulcast. Hey, or something, we bro. did our very first show at the train car. Yeah, actually, we did a very first show there. And that was a no go. Yeah. We did the whole show and the equipment that I used. Yeah. Got stolen. Oh, oh my gosh. Seriously, it was gone. <laughs> and then so I hit up Brent and Camille. 
about a year later and was like hey man i'm ready to get in it you guys are y'all cool with doing it again and they were just so awesome to work with they're like yeah come on it brand wants to do it like when it kind of warms up a little because he wants to utilize oh, that his, patio. his patio yeah which is awesome and, and i'm all for it because well did you know it's a better crowd with did that. you know that patio right in front of the bar now is enclosed he he was saying that you know that he was going to enclose it. Yeah, but he still wants to do that it. That big open courtyard yeah. is amazing. Oh my gosh, it is like when you pull it, you know, and it people don't realize it's really train cars. Yeah, it's yeah. really it is not just a name. Right, it's, it is real train. They cars. have two <laughs> box cars and yeah. one caboose. Exactly, you go there and it's you are going and you are smoking and drinking in train cars. Yeah, and then they have. They have the small little upstairs, like the up the like a little porch, right? Yeah, that's the and little then, patio. Uh huh. And then you go and, and then downstairs, like on the ground, that's and then they have a stage. And oh, everything. dude, have you ever been on the weekend when oh they have a God. band? Well, see, it that's is what awesome. I mean. that's, that's why I want to do the event, like towards the warmer time. Do it on a Saturday and, night. Oh my gosh, blow and that's it up! What I'm saying, we want to do it like that, you know. So I really want to make it like. Yeah, uh, me and Brian have been talking about going over there oh just 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 for fun. Oh, we want to do like I mean, I want to West Texas it out. Oh, uh, you I, will, I man. Do some kind of like I want to I want him to bring in like some type of West Texas band or something like he that. He has them or, all the time. Oh my gosh, that would be so great, man! Like that uh, kind of trilingual vibe or something yeah. like that, you know? So, and I really want to do the chili cook off this year. You know, so I mean, I'm not going to cook any chili or anything, but right? I'm, I'm, I want I want to go for. I was at Tolbert's earlier uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, you know they do the uh, they do the chili cook off right around the same time uh, that they were doing cats. Oh, okay. And when the, when cats was going on, I was at the Wingding in Houston. Oh, so, you know, uh, for for Stogies. Yeah. So it was all kind of like, man, it was all you know. Now are you going to go to cats this year? You know, it, it, it all depends on the calendar and what we have going on. Well, you know, I so, believe that's Memorial Day weekend. So we'll have to see, like, what's, you know, what's going on. But, I, I mean. I'm planning on being at Cats, and that's Memorial Day weekend in Granbury, Texas. Yeah. That's, I mean, we, if if it avails itself for us, we are up for anything. You know, and I still want to talk to you about your, is your thing still your, your. We've actually postponed that right now. Okay. Just because of what we've. Cigar and I'm kind of glad that you me postponed too. because I wanted to be in on that. And there's some things that we still need to discuss that, sure. because, you know, we, we, uh, but, uh, we definitely want to be part of that, but, uh, well, we've postponed it right now and we don't know when we're going to do it, but cigar talk, I guess probably in October really just kind of started exploding uh-huh. and it's gotten bigger and bigger. It has, bro. You're, and you're so, like big well, time, man. well, I appreciate that. But at the same time, if I was going to do the event, it was going to take focus off of Cigar Talk. And I didn't want to let Cigar Talk suffer. Yeah. I wanted to give it 110%. So you I, are you are going to find, brother, you are going to find that putting on an event like that, of that magnitude, like what you were billing it as, is going to be a major chore. 
Yes. It is going hey, to be. Hey, I already started figuring that out real yeah. quick because I'm a one-man guy yeah. on the backside. I mean, you are going to have to incorporate a couple of other staff members to at do that. At least, at yeah. least. And it, it is not a small task. I mean. So right now we've actually pushed it back to at least 2021. Okay. Because we want to give Cigar Talk a whole nother year yeah. before we even and I dally. I think your, your, your listening audience and everything, you have the potential, Rob. You have the potential. And this is, and I'm not really just blowing smoke here, brother. You have the potential to bring in people from all over the country for this thing. If you. Well, that's what we want to do. Yeah, we want to exactly. make it to where the people who listen to this show can come hang out. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And make it all about. You can make it the, like a two day event or yeah. something like that. I mean, if, if it's planned right and it's done right. I mean, it, it can be. And, and I would start working with like hotel owners and. You know, oh, you know, for, dude, yeah. the the gamut of things that to be done oh, is just, yeah. in, I mean, it's huge, and yeah. so that's why one of the reasons I was like, man, if I put all my effort into this, I can pull it off. Yeah, but cigar talk is going to be put on the I back mean, you burner. Have to, you have to think of everything. I mean, right. when we did La Zona Palooza, man, and I mean, I take my hat off to the staff at at uh, Espinosa because when when we when I showed up to Miami. And we did Lazona Palooza, right? And we had all these people show up, hundreds of people show up, right? You really see just how family-owned Espinosa is because everybody was pitching in and doing everything. I mean, Eric's walking around, keeping everything, kind of tabs on everything. We had a guy cutting hair in one of the offices. We have a, there's a barber. <laughs> there's a barber that offices there a couple days a week. And you know what? There were guys getting their hair cut nonstop. Wow. I mean, he had a list, man, going the whole time. So you had that going on. You had people there all the time. You had Eric's sister. She was giving lessons on how to make Cuban coffee in one part. You had the guys from one of the, the local breweries that was doing craft beer. You know, he had they had keg, they had a keg station. You know, I was playing bartender at one time. Wow. You know, I mean there was, it there was, was everybody's got to pitch the, in the the ladies that usually work the the office they were over in the uh they were over in the inventory room and 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 you know you got a goodie bag with a lot of cigars in it and everything and some swag but people wanted to buy more cigars when they were there so they had to set up shop over there and they had right. to sell, they had to set up shop and they had to sell boxes of cigars and people were wanting to like buy stuff, you know, we didn't bring them out to like buy stuff, you know, right. because, you know, but they were like, no, they, people want to buy stuff when they get there. So, I mean, they, they want to take cigars home. Oh my gosh, they did. Yeah. And it was like, people were going home with everything. And, and I was kind of, you know, from my standpoint, right. As a rep, I was thinking, okay, we got all this neat stuff. If, if anything's left over, I can use it for swag, right? <laughs> there was and nothing I, left. And, and was I there? was like, man, geez, I didn't get nothing, man. I didn't, I didn't get a lighter. I didn't. Dang. I got like a couple of hats, and that's it. Like Eric Jr. was like trying to find me a T-shirt to take home, and then he looks at me and he goes, "Bro, you want a couple of hats?" <laughs> and that was it, bro. That was all I got, and I ended up giving those away like to customers because you know. Dude, I, you know, now so. see, you're like me. When people give me stuff, I always give it away. That's, that's it's all because I do, it's not yeah. about me. You know, it's people, about the community. So when people give me stuff, I always give it I away. Get hit up for my t-shirts all the time when because I, I post videos all the time. I have my shirts. It's a good looking t-shirt, by the way. I have my t-shirts made because I wear my shirts every day, all day long. So I get like these thicker shirts made. You know, I got a place in Dallas that I have them made at. Okay. 
Oh, you're so, going to have to hook me up. Oh, bro, I got you, man. Don't worry yeah. about it. I got you. So anyway, but I get, I, so what I do is, and and they kind of they jump on me at Espinosa. So you're just going to do all kinds of your own colors and you're just going to do everything you want, huh? And I'm just like, well, yeah, you know, I'm like I'm paying for them. So like, <laughs> kind of like, like I'm like the duck out of row. And so I get all these guys messaging me all the time. Tony, send me one of those shirts, man. And, you know, so I got like a list of guys I got to send shirts out to. And like, I, you know. Well, and I it, say thank you because last time Big Tony came through, he gave me one. So thank you, sir. <laughs> you got it, brother. Hey, so before we go, though, I, I want you to tell all the cigar people out there that are sitting in their lounges and they're wondering. Man, what I wonder what it's like being a rep. Well, I'll tell you this. Because you know what? There's tons of guys out there thinking, man, I might want to do that. Okay. And and I'm, I was waiting for you to ask, ask me that question because to become a rep, okay, first of all, it, it's it's something you you have to work your way up to, to really do it right. Uh, you, I'm not saying you can't just sail under a lucky star and get a job as a rep. Because that's happened. But usually the way it works is you get a job at a cigar lounge and you learn how to how to work cigars. You learn about cigars. Uh, Eric Sr. Eric Sr. even said that he made Eric Jr. work at a cigar lounge before he went to work at Espinosa. Oh, really? Yes. So because he wanted him to have the experience. That's education, man. Exactly. So, and now Eric Jr., you know, practically helps run the company. You know, he's, he's just as much a part of the company as, as Eric and Jack. And I mean, he's there doing it. And that's another, I want to give big props to Eric Jr. as well. You know, Eric Jr. Espinosa, you know, Eric Eric Espinosa Jr., because man, that guy is committed. I mean, if you see the beautiful artwork on the box of the the War Zone, yeah, and you see the beautiful box that we have with the the uh, six provinces, man, he, that is Eric Jr. And I mean, he works with the artist, and and I mean, this guy is committed. I mean, and I I really admire his passion. I mean, he's just not he's not a guy that's just there, you know, because it's his family's. He's business. not riding coattails. Exactly. No, no, this this guy, he, he's there putting his heart and soul into it. He's putting his blood and sweat into it. Eric Espinosa Jr. really, really, man, is, is there doing it. Hector Alfonso, uh, you know, our guy that works with the blends and everything and, and is kind of like the liaison between Nicaragua and, and, and Miami and 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 does things you know you know kind of is is like a jack of all trades there you know he's he's even gone out on the road and, and worked with uh tim wong you know our rep and has gone into shops and stuff and uh worked events and stuff uh you know these guys do it for for the pure passion you know they 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 love this company they they sure. you know and now we have uh, richie riot you know richie otero you know uh he came over from pdr you know and I, I love Richie Riot, man. I mean, this this brother is solid, man. I, I love this guy, you know. And I, I got to meet him briefly when we were in Vegas at the uh, trade show. And then, you know, he uh, chose a different path and he came on board with us. And, and I mean, you know. I, are y'all going to the trade show this year? We are probably. I'm sure we are, you know. But we And we're going to TPE in January, you know, at the end of January also right. in Vegas. So uh, it's one of those things. The trade show is one of those things that you just kind of. I think you have to do it just to maintain your presence in the industry. You I got gotcha. you. I don't really think it's a big money maker, just from my standpoint, from what I've seen and what I've heard from other cigar companies out there. 
but it's just one of those things you have to do to to be in the cigar community. Well, you know, it's just so expensive it to is. go it is. and to set up a booth and, a and all the people, travel, yeah. the hotel, the there meals. And, and I'll tell you what, man, Eric Espinosa, man, much to his credit, man, he doles it out for you. I mean, he takes care of us while we're yeah. out there. I mean, that guy... He, you know, he spends some coin, man. I mean, he takes care of us. He takes us out to eat. He pays for our rooms. He pays for our airfare. So what's, I mean, what, what do you think the main benefit for a cigar manufacturer going to, let's say, IPCPR or PCA as it's known this year? Exposure. Just exposure. exposure. That's all there is to it. I mean, you have to, you have to be out there. Well, you, and the thing about it is in, in today's landscape with all the anti-tobacco there's not a lot of places to get that exposure. Exactly. So I can see the value of having a presence there yeah. for that. And, uh, you know, I, I think now I've heard some other cigar brand owners uh, say that, uh, you know, maybe they didn't make as much as they, they have in the years past. Right. But they haven't talked about not going. Okay. I know that there was something being said about because, you know, because the whole cigar con thing going. Right. And like I said. Like I said earlier, you know, that's kind of above my pay grade as far as the decision of going or not going. So sure. I don't really know about that. But I do know that the common sentiment amongst the cigar brand owners in the industry is you got to go because you got to stay present in the game. Gotcha. So I would just kind of, you know, that would be what I would think in my opinion. But I gotcha. But, uh, you know, like I said about, you know, Eric Espinosa Jr., man, he's just a solid cat, man. And I, I'm really... Uh, you know, happy to be part of the Espinosa family. But, you know, being back, getting back to like what I was saying about becoming a rep. Now, let me tell you a quick thing. Go ahead. Like I'm on LinkedIn for Cigar Talk okay. as a multimedia company. And a guy, and I've got cigars posted. And I get a private message from a guy that says, hey, man, I'd love to sell cigars for you, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, my first thought is because sometimes I'm an asshole. As I wanted to say, you should really research the person you're sending a message to if you're looking for a job yeah. to make sure that you're appropriately sending the right message. Yeah. But I wasn't that asshole. Yeah. I just said, I don't sell cigars. We're a multimedia company. But if you're interested <clears throat> in selling cigars, my recommendation is go work at a local shop and get your education there and then pursue a cigar rep. Yeah. And so... You know, I know there's a lot of people out there looking, but I don't think just from my point of view in the short time I've been in the industry, you usually just don't jump into a cigar rep position with no experience. There is a lot of stuff that you, you know, I, I know everybody sees the, the, uh, the upside of it, but there is a lot of work involved. That well, that's because we think you just sit around smoking cigars. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I know that that's an easy thing to just kind of, and I know a lot of people say that jokingly, but right. You know, Everybody knows that there's 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 a lot of traveling, a lot of there's traveling. a lot of driving, there's a lot of windshield time, there's a lot of uh, uh, you know there's a lot of crappy breakfasts at hotels, there's a lot of there's a lot of times you're staying at a hotel that man they I didn't really have wanna, a breakfast. I don't either. really want to stay here, but you know I know I got to keep my cost at a certain rate. You know you got to keep within certain budgetary. You know you 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 have to align your cost with your with your trip, you know, you, there's certain things you have to do, you know, 
you have to maintain your costs. You have to maintain your fuel. You have to, you know. Yeah, because you're not just living like a rock star exactly, out on the road. It's not. No, you are accountable for your spending. You are accountable. You can't just go out there frivolous and saying, oh, hey, Espinosa covers my spending. I can do whatever I want. No, no, no. Right. It doesn't work that way. No, you have to be able to justifiably say, well, I spent this and this because of this and that. You know, at the end of the month, when you submit expenses, you got to be ready to account for that. Sure. Now, uh, fortunately, you know, I'm I'm not the type of guy that goes out and does anything. You're not staying at the Ritz. Yeah. And 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 now I, I tell you what. Now, when I travel with Jack, you know, hey, man, the hotel gets a little better, you know. I mean, sure. Sure. It, it has its privileges, you know, but. You know, when I'm on my own, you know, I'm at the, you know, Holiday Inn Express. And, sure. And, you know, be honest with you, I'm fine with that. Oh, because, same here. Because here's the thing. You're not lounging at the hotel anyway. Right. Brother, you are getting there you know late. What, you, you, know, are, you are getting there late at night. But you know what my <laughs> requirement for a hotel is? What's that? For me to have a place to smoke a cigar out back. That's and that's a big one. Is, if, that's I, a big if, one. I, if I've got a small space where I can enjoy a cigar brother, by myself, brother, here's here's our thing. That's all I need. We're gonna we're gonna walk in. We're gonna drop our bag. We're gonna hop in the shower. We're gonna hop in the bed. We're gonna turn on the TV. We're gonna fall asleep. Right. We're gonna wake back up and we're gone. That's See, it. There no, ain't no. Well, for me, regardless of when I get there, yeah. I got to go outside and smoke a smoke. I got you. Before I go to Every bed. Every once in a while I get to do that, but for the most part, you're beat. It's hit. Well, it's I know amazing. I know we were going to hook up once before and you crashed. Uh, I did. <laughs> I was like, and that's it because of all the driving and everything and you know when you're you know and that's why I'm saying you you like to schedule your your trip to where you are hitting lounges while you're 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 the full the whole time you're out there and in, like when you're in west texas the lounges can be two to three hours apart driving sometimes, times yeah so sometimes. i mean if you hit three in a day you yeah, knocked it out yeah, because that's that's nine hours just you know, to and drive when you come time. out to west texas you know, you got to go see John John Sullivan out at uh, out at uh, you know uh, Piper's Haven. I mean, right, Smokers, Smokers Haven. Haven Smokers yeah, Haven, yeah. Piper's Haven is out in Lafayette. That's oh, okay. Yeah, so you know, Smokers Haven was the very first tobacco shop I ever went into. Really? Yeah, back in whenever. And, you know, John I, Sullivan, man, I love that guy. Oh, man. John is awesome, gold. Man. You know? Do you know his history? His what? his granddad got into the tobacco business really and his, I know that's right he's been he's been they've been doing it for years and his years and dad years, used to drive a delivery truck of tobacco to grocery stores wow i mean you know picture that yeah. you're going in and delivering tobacco just like people you know, you know delivered like green beans the first time i met john sullivan was in vegas and i knew that his shop had been around forever and a day so I knew better than to approach a man like John Sullivan with, hey, let me sh let me show you this and let me show you that. And I didn't want to give him all that. And I knew he was already on our customer list. Yeah. And he had been a, an Espinosa customer for a long time. So I was already working an appointment. I already had him because I had set him up at a certain time. So I got him a cigar, got him and his people cigars, got him bottled water. And I sat him down. I said, Mr. Sullivan, I said, man, I said, you know, it was the first time I'd met him. <clears throat> so. You know, we talked on the phone, but I said, I sat him down and I said, I'm finishing up with this guy here. I said, let me just get you something to smoke and drink. And I said, I'll be right with you. Let me get you a couple brochures. They were looking over the brochures. I'll be right with you. He says, no problem, Tony. No, you know, he sat down. 
And then when I got up to him and I had my, my price sheet and I gave him price sheets and everything. And I said, you know, I said, man, you've been doing this for so long. I said, you already know what you want. I said, there's nothing I can tell you that you haven't already heard. You know your shop better than I ever will. I said, you just point to it and tell me how much of it you want. And I'm just here to write down the order. Right. And he looked at me and smiled. And he said, finally. And he said, like, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was just like, okay, I'll take five of these. I'll take five of he those. He knows exactly know, like, how much inventory he has. Exactly. He knows how much space he has. And, and, and that's what it comes down to. It's like, yeah, I'd love to buy 500 boxes, yeah. but what am I going to do with you that? You know, some owners, you just have to approach a certain way. They already know what their shop is capable of. Now, the Don't, first time yeah. you've met him. I don't know about you, but the first time I met him, if you had never met him before, I was a little intimidated. You know what I mean? Because this a guy, presence. he has a strong presence and there's so much experience there yeah. that you almost feel like, and I don't think he's thinking this, but you feel like he's thinking, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. You know what you I mean? Know. But then as soon as you talk to him, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a like guy, man. just the nicest whenever, person you know, on the planet. Whenever I talk to him now, it's like, hey, John, how you doing? Hey, Tony, come on in, man. Yeah. And last time I went and saw him, he was like, hey, Tony, come on in, you know, and sit on down and, you know, and. We had coffee and, you know, all right, Tony, well, come on, let's get you yeah. in order. You know? Last, <laughs> I actually had him on the show, and I think the day I went and did an interview with him, I think he made me like six cups of coffee while I was there. <laughs> Just so nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every time he would yeah. see I was out of coffee, he's yeah. like, can we make you another cup? I, I think initially, I think I just wanted to show him that I – Respected. Had, I, I had respect for him and his shop and his experience and everything that him and his shop stood for and what he's been through and and that he had that market out in Lubbock and that he knew what he, you know, you you can't, you know, yeah, like I said. because I think Smoker's Haven, I want to say he said they opened in 68. Something, yeah, I know that they've been there forever and a day, man, so. Yeah, I think and, my first time into Smoker's Haven was probably about 1985, mm -hmm. maybe 84. So, you know, with, with, with shop owners like that, and that, and that does repeat itself at different shops. You know, you just basically, you kind of let them do their thing, and you just kind of, and now when they ask you questions and they start asking you about newer stuff, well, then you turn it on and you... You, you give them what they want to know, there right. You go. That, there you go, you know. But don't don't show up dazzling with bullshit exactly. because they've already heard it all. <clears throat> exactly, man. Don't, you yeah. know, there's, there's like Jack has really kind of uh, told me that, you know, hey, know when to... Know when to go for it. Know when to just kind of hang back and listen. Yeah, like, I mean, a know. lot of a lot of reps probably need to learn that because, lesson. Because you know, I'm a big talker, man. I mean, you can tell. No, me, like, no, oh man, you know, trust me, man. You know, you get me started. Bro. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's about all I can do. You know, but hey, you know. so let's back up for a minute about being a rep. How many days a week are you on the road typically? I go three weeks a month. Okay. And out of those, I start my week on Monday and I usually try to hit a Dallas store, a few Dallas stores on Monday. But if not, I try to get out on, on Monday and then I try to do, I try, I, I leave early in the morning. Now let's, I, let's back up. What's what, how big is your territory? Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Holy moly. And I mean all of Texas, brother. I mean, I've been everywhere from 
Port Arthur to Galveston to Amarillo. To By the way, I was born in Port Arthur. There you go. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Johnson, Jimmy Johnson, Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin That's it. You always got to mention them, man. So you right. take a little piece of my hey, heart, brother. Hey. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is, I'm in that group because we're all three J's. Oh, my gosh. There you go. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, look out, man. So, yeah, so, so anyway, man, you know, I, I do everything from there, you know, uh, uh, I get out to, uh, uh, you know, northern Louisiana. I get out to, uh, I mean, I go all the way out to New Orleans. Do you go to Little Rock? I do go to Little Rock, man. I You've been to, to West End? Uh, I do go to West End. Dude. You know, Steve was the last guy yeah. that I talked to. Yeah, you know, he now, just left. He's, a, he's with Ashton now. And so. you know, uh, do you know Viking? Uh, I, I've heard the name, yeah, and I got to go see him now. So, yeah. You know, but, uh, and then I know Joe Miller over at Cigar Republic. And well, when I know you Dave go, and Sons when and, you go up to uh, Little Rock again, talk to Viking. He does a podcast called The Straight Cut. Okay. And have him to get you put on the show, man. Okay, man they do I a will. great podcast. Yeah, and yeah. if you guys Send have him a, a message, yeah, yeah I will. And then also, you know, I go see. Now they don't buy from us, but you know, Pipe and Tobacco, the old guy over at Pipe and Tobacco across from the university. You know, he's kind of like the old hippie guy. They've been there forever. <laughs> yeah, and a yeah, day. yeah, yeah. You know, but I always go by and just say hello to him. Sure. And, you know, he's a nice old guy. You know, but they have plenty of Toronto there. But you can know, but it's like You're right. And, and and he always tells me, "Hey, tell Jack I'm selling his cigars." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, we'll do, buddy." <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> you know, they're like, "Hey, they're not Jack." But you know, that's a long story. I don't even want to get into it. But you know, like, you know, so, but yeah, you know, it it, you know, the thing is, I, I travel three weeks a month. And Jack always likes us to have uh, two months in advance. Like, always know where you're So going you're to. scheduled two months out. Two months out. Now, wow. typically, some guys only do a month. But, you know, Jack likes us to know where we're going two months in advance. So that way, you, you know where you're planned at. Uh, you like to know where your events are, your cutting lights. Always try to pick up a cutting light here and there. Uh, always, you, you want a trip with purpose. You know, you don't want to just go out there, just, you know, uh, you know, uh, Work as efficiently as you can. See as many shops as you can. Uh, always, uh, you know, document. Documentation is a big part of it. So uh, how does it work as far as sick? What's your, what's your company's expectations of you as far as interaction with actual consumers? It, are they just want yes. you to mess with shops? You, no, no, no. You you are. Now, that's where the, the art of the event comes in. Okay. And now I really really do like working events that is one of my yeah because you're a people person you know, because, and and where that is what you can do there is you have the opportunity to meet almost like on a one one by one basis at time of purchase because you can tell people about the you know the cigar a little bit you know you can you talk get to, to them. tell them the cigar the, co this the company my, the this owners. is my philosophy about an event at that time and point when i'm working an event I am not only working for Espinosa, but at that point, like if I do an event with Jay over here at the, at the Leaf, I become an employee of the Leaf at that time because what I'm doing, it's a partnership for sure. those three, for those three, maybe four hours, right? What I want to do is I want to create an experience for everybody that comes in that door because what I want them to do is I want them to say, man, people that are coming for the first time, right? And people that are coming for the second time, maybe or third time. We had a really good time over at that place. What was it called? The Leaf. Yeah, remember we met that guy, Tony. He was selling those Espinosas. You know what? Let's go back there. We had a good time there. You have to create an experience for them. 
you can't just stand there by your table and expect you know no those are the worst you know and, those are the worst you have to interact with them you have to and you know you have to you have to be thankful to every you have to be thankful for them letting for them letting you come into your shop you know your, their shop and and allowing them to to push your brand to to forward your brand to market your brand you have to be thankful for that. Yeah, and it's the time that you get to educate people exactly, about Espinosa. Because they don't give that opportunity to everybody. Right. You understand? There's 12 months in a year, right? So, And most shops so, don't ever do more than one event a month. Okay, so that's 12 events, right? Right. How many cigar brands are there oh, out there? I don't, exactly. Right. So that means they're going to pick 12, 12 brands to showcase. If you are one of those brands that they showcase and you get two events a year, you got two, you know, two out of those 12, right? So you better take advantage of that time, brother, because they have bestowed upon you that time. Well, you know, it makes me think of an event is a lot like shelf space. Exactly. There's only so much available. So when you get put on that shelf, you better move there you go. or you won't be there long. There you go. Uh, Terrence Riley, man, from Aganorsa. Who's oh, yeah. From, oh, great guy. Gosh, awesome guy. He said this one night, we were sitting at Stogie's, and he said, uh, he said, you know, we're all competing for shelf space. He said, it's all about relationships. He goes, if you don't, he goes, if you have a relationship with that shop owner, you've got a chance to get that shelf space. Right. But if you don't have a relationship with that shop owner, you're not even in the ball game. No. So it's all about building, even if you're not selling to that shop owner, Go by and say hello, man. Go by because you've got to you've got to establish a rapport. You've got to say, hey, man, you know, man, that guy's come by like three or four times. Yeah, and that's like, that was yeah. kind of like my point earlier. Don't just walk in, hand them five cigars, and leave. Yeah, you're just throwing your cigars out the window. You gotta, you you gotta, gotta build on. that hey, relationship, man, how you been, man. And you know, you always try to remember a little something about what you talked about the last time. So how's it going, man? How'd that fishing trip go, or something? You know, whatever you know, it is, and and it's not just an, an uh, and it's not just something that you do from a cold-hearted standpoint. It's something no, you really try to tie in with that. You make a right. you try to make a connection, you know, and that's that's really what it is. And it's just like everything else you do in life. You try to have that connection with somebody to establish a rapport, right? You know, and and it's all about that, you know, and and. You, you can't do that if you're not walking, if you're not, if you're not darkening that doorway, brother, you can't do that, you know, and it's, there's so much more. I know that, uh, that a lot of times we talk about phone calls and this and that, but nothing will ever replace face to face, face, -to -face time. man. Nothing will ever replace that, you know, and that's why a lot of times, man, that's why I do spend so much time on the road because man, that, that handshake, that face, you know. It, and I'm not, I'm not afraid to travel. You know, there are guys that say, man, you go all the way here and you go all the way there. Well, you know, I'm not walking there, brother. I'm in the car. You know what I mean? So, right. You, know, you, know, you, know. you smoke cigars in the car? Uh, I do, but Good. I have a rule, man. What's I have your rule? rule? Windows all down, Febreze it every day, vacuuming it. <laughs> I have a car wash membership, brother. I mean, my car is kept clean as a pin, man. Trust me, you know. I mean, Jack gets in my car and he looks at it like, and, you know, I'll quote what he said one time. This mother effer is immaculate. You know? Nice. So, <laughs> so, you know. Nice. And then I picked up Eric one time and he asked me, is this a rental? <laughs> so, 
I'm like, no, nah, man, it's just the way I keep my car, brother. Nice. So you roll both windows all the way down? All the way down, brother. Cold and everything, At brother. At 75 miles an bro, hour. It, that's right. If it's cold, you put a jacket on, you put a hat on, you got to commit, brother. That's if you want hilarious. that leaf in the car, you got to commit to it, brother. See, I mean, when I'm smoking in the car, yeah. my window's cracked. Oh, about no, that. No, no. I mean, brother, passenger and driver all the way down, brother. You got to you, you put your hat on, you put oh. your gloves on. Not, not gloves, but... You put your hat on. You do it, everything, brother. And let me tell you something. You you would look cool as a fan, hey, brother, driving me, down the highway during the cold. And let me tell you guys, you got to go by and see uh, Big Tony on his Facebook page, on his Instagram page, because he has the coolest hats of anybody <laughs> I know. He got yeah. out of the he got out of the car today and didn't have his hat on, so I was like, oh, he's not wearing a hat. And then he put it on. I was like, ah, oh, there, there it go, is. Man. There you go, man. Got to have that fedora, baby. Got to have that fedora, man. So. Well, hey, man. Before we go, tell everybody where they can can find you on social media well i'm at tony gomez on facebook okay and then you'll see me at uh you know with the espinosa banner behind me uh and then uh, i'm on instagram tony gomez uh it's like 9749 or something like that but you, you'll find me man Just well i'll me. put a link to your instagram page there underneath this episode yeah and then also do you guys have any events coming up in the next three or four months uh, i am in the dallas area i have uh on the uh 17th uh, of january i am uh working the First event at uh, a place called Cigar Palace. It is a new place that uh, is in the Allen area. Oh, nice. This is one of the, this is going to be a premier lounge in the Dallas area. We are so proud to be uh, partnering with the Yvette over at uh, Cigar Palace, over at uh, 121, close to uh, 75, uh, right about to 121 in Lake Forest. Uh, this place you've got to go visit. Uh, I'm also going to be at Elite Cigars earlier that week on the 16th of January. Uh, in the Addison area, everybody knows about that place. I'm uh, going to be at Tobacco Cabana uh, over at uh, January 21, right before uh, TPE. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've got some other stuff coming up in February. So the one see. in Allen, when is that one? That is going to be on the 17th, brother. Of, what day uh, of the week is that on? That's going to be on a Friday night. Okay. Friday night. So And this place, Cigar Palace in the Allen area, she is setting the bar. Really? I mean, it is a beautiful cigar lounge. Nice. I mean, she she spared no expense. Has a beautiful bar, pool tables. Well, when uh, you next time you see her, let her know that I want to come do a show the, at the I location. Absolutely will, and they will welcome you with That'd open be awesome. arms. I'm sure because she is she is trying to you know get the word out as sure. much as she can. She's a great person. We met at uh, we were talking a little bit before IPCPR, and then they came over to the booth and we met and. Uh, we kept track of each other, and then when they put everything together, we uh, we uh, were the first brand in. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, so uh, we are looking forward to some good days with uh, with uh, Cigar Palace, like I said, over in the uh, Allen area in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, and uh, you know, our cigars are all throughout the the uh, state. You know, you can uh, hit me up on uh, on uh, Private Messenger anytime on Facebook, man. Uh, and let me know. tell you, and and forgive me because <clears throat> I don't remember the name exactly, but. The Espinosa, Connecticut, is the bomb. Oh man, Espinosa. Well, that's what it is. The Espinosa, just crema, Connecticut. The crema. Okay, yeah, the crema. That is we a got the great crema. Connecticut. Yeah, we've got the right now. What's riding high force, man, is the War Zone that's distributed by General, which I've already finished and it was fantastic. The Habano Number Four, which is the uh, ranked uh, number eleven on Cigar Aficionado, and you know I love that one. Exactly, man. That was an. Honor. I think that's... that was the first one I smoked from you guys. Okay. And then we've got the Warhead Number Five, you know, which is the uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper that we have on that. That's like our yearly release, you know. 
Uh, so uh, we've got those out there. And the uh, Six Province is out in stores at some shops, you know. Uh, that's a limited release uh, that we do with the big fancy box, the uh, the uh, Cuban-style uh, uh, beach house box, you know. But, uh, yeah, we've got some great things happening right now. So, please, you know, uh, take advantage and uh, get out there and get you some Espinosa. Hit me up anytime on Facebook, day or night, man. My phone is always up for uh, for any type Dude, of Espinosa. Yeah, you know? me and Big Tony will communicate sometimes at like 8 o'clock at night, sometimes at 1 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Just yeah, never Rob, know. Rob, you know what? Yeah, I see Rob's green dot on all the time, bro. So, <laughs> I never you know, stop, dude. I know. Neither do I, bro. I'm always up watching. My TV habits are like crazy, Well, bro. you know what's funny I, is yeah. I got my TV in here, so I'm out here smoking, oh, man, working, you know, watching know, whatever I'm, I can. I'm a night owl, brother, so mine, mine are all over the place, bro. I'm doing laundry. I'm doing all kinds of stuff, man. When, you, when I'm getting ready to go on the road, I'm doing live, whatever, you know. I mean, I, you now, know. When do you go home? Are you going uh, home going, today? I'm going home today. Okay. And then I'm regrouping and I'm heading back out to Oklahoma here in the next few days. So, nice. Yeah, so. All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming all the way down to Abilene to do the show. Not a problem. Man. Is My a, pleasure. We've been wanting to have you on for a while and it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to see you, hang out with you and smoke. Likewise, and so. brother. Igualmente. Igualmente, compadre. Yeah. So hey. There you go. <laughs> what did you say? Just smoke it, baby. There you go. That's right. Espinosa every day and just smoke it, baby. All right, man. Have a good trip back and we'll talk Talk to you soon. Right. Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Big Tony. We appreciate him coming by the studio, hanging out, and he brought cigars and had a great interview. So now you know what it's like to be a cigar rep. I don't know if I can handle it, man. Mm. On the road three weeks out of the month, mm. that's tough. That's dedication. I bro. mean, you know, maybe if I was 21 again. But yeah. at my age now, that does not <laughs> sound like something that I would be good at. Yeah, because mama wouldn't win a lot of Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, hey, let's talk for a minute about what just happened on December 23rd. Yeah, talk about that. So, a bill was passed and signed by the president, and part of that bill had in it, now we can only allow 21 years old and up to smoke cigars. And I mean, it goes for all tobacco products, but it really chaps my ass because cigars are not the devil. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying to figure out when 18 to 21 became an age group that could not handle tobacco. Well, when you know, we, we were talking about this at Pops the other yeah. night, and Amanda said, you know, because I said, I can understand the alcohol because... Mm -hmm you're impaired yep and it makes you do things when you're impaired that you normally wouldn't do but she made the point either you're an adult or you're not tell the truth so you should be able to drink if you're an adult you should be able to smoke cigars mm -hmm. if you're an adult That's correct. so all that to say is man i feel bad if you were like 19 mm -hmm. and you were enjoying good cigars, cigars and now you can't. You were enjoying good cigars and then your Christmas present became you can't smoke them anymore. Yeah. And I mean, it was How like. How bad is that? that? And it was like done under the table. Unknown. I, yeah. I mean, we didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. In fact, I didn't know about it until December 26th. That's crazy. And I was just like, what the hell? So anyway, that leads into. Protect our rights yes, now. Again. 
Go by the website for Cigar Rights of America. If you're not signed up, you got to go sign up. I mean, they're going to chip away at our cigar rights little bit by little bit by little bit. And it's perfect how you say it, chip away, because that's exactly what they're doing. They're just chipping little bit by little bit, and the next thing you know, they're going to take a hunk. Well, it's like boiling a frog. Oof. You put him in the cold water, he's yeah. fine, but you don't just crank up the heat. Mm-hmm. You just add a little heat at a moment, and then he doesn't notice until it's too late. Well, that's yeah. the same way we are with cigars. Yeah. So yeah. don't let them be chipping away our cigar rights, at least without standing up and trying to fight for them. You know, I feel like it's David and Goliath. And so, you know, we got to do our part. It comes down to people trying to tell you what's right for your life. And that you can't, you don't know. It, it amazes me. 18, those three years, not eight, for those three years, there were generations of, 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 of humans that smoked at 18. Come on. Absolutely. Well, what's different about us? <laughs> yeah. Well, I and mean, I was thinking about all the things that it's, you know, it's crazy to me because the government had no problem allowing coal miners to go down in a hole and breathe and breathe, breathe coal, coal dust yeah. for 40 years yeah. or even asbestos the same thing with asbestos you know what i mean and, that but that in. wasn't even against the law no, and wasn't. now you can't smoke a cigar come on now give come me on. a break come on. Come on. it's like you know what there's a few people sitting on their high horse that made a judgment on tobacco and it's like okay somebody they knew died from lung cancer from smoking cigarettes so they want to punish every single person on the planet that has anything to do with tobacco and tobacco is not the same depending on what form you take it in and even in that that's that was that person's choice i agree it was their choice to do that you know what i'll i'll tell you this my dad was close to his deathbed and he wanted to smoke a cigar okay he smoked a cigar yeah. When you're close to your deathbed, you want what you want because yeah. you don't have much time. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about it is he didn't even smoke cigars until like probably six weeks before he passed. <laughs> but we started hanging out yeah. and it was like, you know what? Let me try one of those cigars. He's like, oh, these are really good. So, you know, I can't imagine telling someone they're not allowed to smoke a cigar. <sighs> So go by, yeah. if you look down below this episode, you'll see a link for Cigar Rights of America. If you're not signed up, you got to go by, sign up. It's $25. They send you two premium cigars, and you're a life or you're a member for one year for $25. Yep. Do your part, man. Do your part. It's not that hard, man. And if it's something you love, it's a passion that you have. Yeah, it's like you said a few weeks ago. If it's, if you smoke a cigarette once every two months or once every, you know, so occasional, yeah, you have nothing really to fight for. Right. But for those of us that enjoy cigars and the camaraderie, the community, man, you got to fight for it, bro. Come on, man. Right, because like we said they're chipping away. It's like a little chip here, a little chip there. You don't really notice. You know and, what I mean? Until you wake I mean, up how many morning. how many people probably have no idea that they just changed the smoking oh, yeah. age law? I didn't hear nothing about it on the news. Until, like you said, the 26, and then one day you wake up and you can't even go to the brick and mortar because the government said that they're illegal and they're not there. Well, anymore. and I heard this. I heard the next step is to change it to 25. Get out of here. Dude. Seriously, that's what I heard. And you know what they say is that like a young man's brain is not fully functional or what do you say, matured until they're 25. So why do you put a gun in their hand at 21? Well, that's exactly why. 
eight, but we had a whole talk on that. And we were talking about it. That's why you send 18, 19 year olds yeah. and 20 year olds off to war because their brain's not fully developed and they'll go do anything because they still have that sense of immortality. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, you know, who knows where this is going to stop. And you know, in, in Hawaii, they've already set in motion that they're changing it to 21 to 25, to yeah, 30 to yeah. 40 to 50 and to 60. Mm-hmm. So they, they're going to stop you from smoking in Hawaii. That's what it's coming down to. But then you have pieces of land that spew out toxic smoke all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So what you going to do? You're going to tell Hawaii that the, that the volcano can't erupt. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's not funny. And that was, kind of crude but it's the truth man stop trying to tell me what to do i, I have no problem with authority i don't but when it's overreaching, i do but when it's overreaching when it's, it's it's touching stuff that has no business being in you got a problem with me now you know my whole thing is like laws and rules and all that that's for knuckleheads mm-hmm. because there, there's rules for those people who can't make decent decisions tell the truth but all the other people it's like, well, just let me decide what I need to do. Yes. I mean, if you're that guy standing in a corner hitting yourself in the head with a hammer, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. you need some rules. Yeah. But is, for the rest of us, let us decide what we want to do. This is prohibition all over again. It man. really is. All right, man, well, it's come to that time for yeah. the weekly giveaway. Yes, sir. And so last week we started doing something new. Yes, sir. You've got six days from the time this comes out to contact us so if you hear this episode the following sunday at 1800 6 p.m central standard time you have to send us an email and say hey man i heard i was the winner here's my address and we're going to send you the prize that's how easy it is tell them how to register all you have to do is go on the website man we register once you register for all and all, you, and, all, and all you put in is your name That's it. and email address. We don't ask for any other information. This is none of where we selling anything. No. And we haven't sent out like a, a mass email in like three or four months. Yeah. We don't send you trash no. mail all the no, time. Man, I know a, some of these companies, <sighs> dude, they blow me up three, four times a day. Tell me. It's like they're reading your mind. Hey, I was thinking about this and it started blowing up on your phone. Wait a minute. Where is this coming from? But not us. It's it's just that easy. Just your name, your email. That's all we need. We'll want, if you sign up once, you signed up for everything. And right. when you win, it's just like you said, you got six days from Monday to Sunday to get in contact with the uh with uh, with Rob. Let them know. Give them the correct information so we can send it out. And then once you once you receive it, Take send a us a picture. picture. Send us a picture. Send hold it up, saying you know I was the winner, yes. and we're going to create a web page yes. that's just our winner page, yes. and that way we can post pictures of all you guys who have won. Yes. This week we're giving away a Hireman Solomon four pack, and the winner is go for it, Thomas Whitaker. Thomas Whitaker. That that name Whitaker sounds like a scary movie yeah. name. <laughs> Whitaker. <laughs> Hey, well, congratulations, Thomas. Yes, uh, I hope you enjoy those. Make sure you send us an email before Sunday yes, at sir. 6 p.m. Central Time. Central. Hey, let's talk about the ambassador program right Most quick. Most definitely. You know, I don't know of another company that has ambassadors that treat their ambassadors the way McAuliffe does. There's no company, not just in cigars, but any. I, don't, I don't think in any form that listens, interacts, and treats their consumers the way that McAuliffe does. I agree. I agree. The ambassador program is the perfect marketing tool 
to show how true your company is to its consumers. Absolutely. Because they listen. They interact with us, man. They get on there. Dan, they get on there a million times a day. And it's not just a, you know, a, a cookie cutter response. He's talking to you, man. He's talking to you. And let me tell you, I can't tell you this. I can't tell you the information that I'm going to tease you with. Uh-huh. But when they were telling me at the lounge the other night what they were having some different thoughts of some of the giveaways, mm. trust me, if you're not an ambassador, you're going to want to sign up. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you anything other than that. All I can say is, holy schmoly. And like I explained last week, even if your brick and mortar doesn't have them, you can still go on our website, sign up to be an ambassador. You can put the information out on the web, um, in, on the Facebook page. Yep. Let Dan them know. Yeah. If they'll get in contact with yeah, your brick and mortar. Yeah, because once you become an ambassador, you can join the yes. Facebook group. Yes. And then you talk directly to the president yes. of the company. He's yes. on there at least seven days a week. Yes. I'm like, dude, I don't know when you sleep. <laughs> but all seriousness, you're going to want to sign up because you become an ambassador. They will help get the McAuliffe line to, to your you. local shops. Yes, they will. And on top of that, I had somebody contact me this week and was like, hey, man, I can't find the medallion. And I sent a message to Dan. Uh-huh. And then I said, call Jay at the Leaf. Jay will take care of you. Sure will. And he did. Sure will. So if you guys ever need some special cigars that I can help you with, feel free to reach out. I always help people find Most cigars. Definitely. Most definitely. Well, hey, guys, we're getting ready to do the after show for the Patreons. That's mm-hmm. how we show our appreciation for those guys. Uh, they've made a huge difference on the recording equipment that we use Most. every week. Ooh, and so yes. we're very appreciative of them. So yes. after each show, we do the after show where me and Brian just hang out and smoke cigars and talk trash. And then we talk about those, uh, you know, loser 49ers over there in San Francisco. I didn't get, I'm just joking. Don't get on your high horse. I don't need to hear it. I know y'all kicking ass. And the cowgirls, the you cowgirls, said cowgirls, I said, oh cowgirls. hey, they've, they've taken the pants off and put the dresses on. I hear you, bro. I, one thing I can say about you, you are honest about you. Hey, you, you don't not, drink the Kool-Aid I'm not all living, the way. I'm not, no, I don't even <laughs> taste a drop of the Kool-Aid because you know what? I've been there. Yeah. I've drank the Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. Because whenever Jerry Jones brought Parcells in. Oh, yeah, you really drink oh, it Oh, I was like, I'm drinking it by the gallon. I'm like, we're back, baby. We are back. And what happened? And then he brought Terrell Owens in and said, Parcells, you're not really running this team. Mm-mm. I'm running this team. Mm-hmm. And so until that changes, I'll never drink the Kool-Aid again. <laughs> so, But, you know, my luck, Jerry Jones will outlive me. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. So anyway, guys, we appreciate you tuning in and listening to the show this week. And for you Patreons, don't miss out on the Patreon app. We'll have the after show available here shortly. So for everyone else, until next time, keep smoking.